Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning. Today's show is going to explore SEO, search engine optimization. And I don't mean from, you know, a really high look down where you don't roll up your sleeves and understand what you can do to increase your visibility through Google rankings. We have two guests today that are going to really explain how to get to that. Our first guest, Garrett McDonald, is a regional manager of business development for American Express. And as a payments expert, um, he examines how you are currently spending and finds opportunities where an American Express solution from card programs to procure payment automation can help your business's bottom line. Um, he can help you gain greater control, streamline your payment process, and optimize cash flow to drive savings in your corporation. But that's the introduction, but we're really going to meet Garrett as an optimization expert. Welcome, Garrett. Good morning, Cindy. Thank you. I'm glad to have an early adopter on the show. And we discussed yesterday that um, you were a very early adopter in you know, some of your entrepreneurial endeavors and you were one of the people that actively used Friendster and MySpace. Yeah. Um, you know, when it was quite of a mad frenzy, you say in quotes. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, similar to the search engine race during the early 1990s. Um, you know, but what, you know, what were your experiences with those platforms and why did they go away? Well, I think I think for the most part it was it was just as you, you mentioned, you know, the the it was a mad dash for market share, and it was really just you know gain the market share or go belly up and and lose interest. And so Friendster had popped up, and really primarily on the East Coast for with some of my friends over in New York, and then MySpace. One, I was one of the first users here in LA, um, and you know. Basically, I had I had an entertainment and fashion company, clothing company, and a surfboard company, and did lots of fashion shows. So it was great for, you know, increasing exposure, increasing brand equity, and also gaining that you know following. Um, and it sort of lost its uh, you know cool factor when Facebook really started expanding from college campuses to you know different brands and different. Uh, consumer-based companies, product-based companies. And so I think Facebook really, you know, took the market share from them and ran with it. 
Okay. And now MySpace is sort of a thing of a thing of the past. It seems that way. They're still in operation, <laughs> and they seem to have, you know, changed their whole structure to support the music industry, and maybe that's a good thing. Uh, MySpace Music still seems to have legs, but then again, I think that they're owned by Fox. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, fashion, of, you know. fashion, entertainment, or music, it's it's still relevant. Um, you know, I think for, for a product-based company, you know, Facebook marketing and targeted advertising is, is obviously where most companies want to be seen or heard about. Yep, I think that's absolutely true. So why do people use social media? I mean, what is the number one goal when a person is like, well, I've got to try this thing? What, the, what should they be saying to themselves? Well, I think it's a, it's a, for me, it's a great knowledge base, and it's a good opportunity for me to, to build social capital and, you know, build my personal brand and, you know, become uh, credible in the community as an authority for payment solutions or business development and get that groundswell going so that I can, you know, find new opportunities for American Express. Uh, create new relationships that will help in my business development efforts and, you know, obviously be a, a better advisor to my clients by having a network and a web of, you know, other service professionals that can be, you know, plugged into certain opportunities at, uh, with existing clients or prospects. Well, it is, it is a place where you could certainly build your social capital. It's also a place where you can manage your reputation and, it's a place where you people should really look at their Google rankings every day to see if everything is copathetic because, you know, you want to make sure that nobody has any incorrect information about you and all of that kind of stuff. The time to manage it is before it becomes a nightmare, right? Yeah, and, and that's why it's always good to work with somebody like yourself or, um, you know, read as much as you can about how LinkedIn works, especially focusing on the settings page, because there are a lot of times uh, people make changes to their profile that uh, get shot out in their feed that can, you know, sort of not put them in the best light. Like, for example, if they're changing, you know, past employment or current employment and they cancel uh, or delete uh, uh, current employment, then, you know, their whole entire network thinks they, they left their company or they lost their job. <laughs> so there are things like that. You can turn off your settings um, or your activity broadcast just in your, in your set account settings on LinkedIn, for example, that will eliminate uh, sending out that information while you're making adjustments. Uh, no, that's a good idea, right? However, if people do really read the pages of LinkedIn and don't only depend on an RSS feed, um, you know, it is pretty much what you see is what you get. It's just really what you have to control is the way that the information is fed, right? Yeah, that's correct. All right. I mean, I'm not saying that I think I am agreeing with you. I think everybody should be aware of the settings and how that affects your RSS feeds because that's really what does get optimized. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, when a person really does follow all the rules and regulations on how to do a 100% profile, um, you're still in a good place. Yeah, you know, that's so correct. I didn't want people to get all paranoid about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> they could. All right, listen, you bring up some good points, Gary. You talk about monetization. Well, we are going to talk about monetization, but mm-hmm. you brought it up to me in terms of 
the premium models versus the free models. And I actually am glad that you brought that up because I am, you know, paying a subscription fee to yep. LinkedIn to be, you know, a premium user. And the reason why I do it is based more on superstition rather uh-huh. than rather than quantitative. And my, you know, the way that I think about it is is if I'm getting people that are finding me through LinkedIn for their leads, when they're searching PR expert or crisis management expert or, mm-hmm. P, you know, branding person that has, um, you know, many years of corporate experience, my name yep. kind of pops up. So that's a good thing. I don't know whether or not that's because of the 1999 that I'm paying a month, but I'm afraid that if I pull it, then it won't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would feel the same way. Uh, I am, am not a premium subscriber or user, and I think by and large the majority of users or 100 million users are not paying subscribers, but there are... There are some differences, and there's also, you know, that superstition thing. If you if it's working for you, you know, don't change it. Um, the thing that that is interesting is, you know, if when you're a premium subscriber, you can list yourself as anonymous and still, you know, find who's searching you and and who's viewed your profile, for example, which is really the biggest differentiator for a site like LinkedIn, because no other social media site out of the 250 noteworthy sites that are out there not one of them has the ability to view who's you know essentially watching or who's looking for you okay so that's one of the benefits yeah so you can you can remain anonymous while other people um, you know you can see who's searching you so for example if I turn my settings uh, to uh, anonymous I then can't see, as a non-paying subscriber, I can't see who has searched me. It would just say anonymous LinkedIn user or somebody in the, you know, financial services industry. All right, so I get the full, I get the full buffet. Well, so and you get the analytics, which yeah. are really the most important part with, um, you know, you get uh, viewers by industry, you get keywords, you get trends, you get all sorts of different uh, data that you can you know, examine to find out how people are finding you so that you can make adjustments or changes to increase the number. We just found another reason why you and I should have an offline, another offline conversation. <laughs> you could help me really figure out what I get for $19.99 a month. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, ma- the majority of the stuff that I've learned is, is just directly through searching through the settings, learning about what is actually on LinkedIn and using the help. I've also uh, read a lot of information that a gentleman by the name of Lewis Howes, it's L-E-W-I-S and then H-O-W-E-S. He's a LinkedIn pretty much guru um, and branding consultant for uh, athletic companies. Right. And, you know, he, he has a lot of, uh, he, he's not a premium subscriber and he's got, you know, 10,000 fans or connections and, you know, claims that he, he generates a lot of business out of LinkedIn, and I, I, I tend to believe that you can do it both ways, but, um, you know, it, it just depends. Those analytics can be very useful uh, if you're doing, you know, targeted, um, you know, research for trying to identify new opportunities or connect with people that uh, you otherwise wouldn't be able to connect with out on making cold calls and doing other business development activities. 
Oh, no, that's um, very useful information. Again, I'm going to ask you if you could give <laughs> another lesson. You're that good. What should people do to make their profile 100% complete? So the first, uh, there, there's seven areas that they need to, you know, complete or finalize in order to have a complete profile, and that's the uh, first one is the current position. So obviously it would be something uh, to the effect, hey, this is who I am, this is who I help, and this is how I help these people or companies. Um, past uh, positions or past work experience, you need to have two of them. So that would be current and then two past work experience. Third is education. So LinkedIn, you know, either high school or college or um, graduate school courses, listing that. Um, and then four would be your profile summary, which is pretty self-explanatory. Obviously, everybody's got to have a photo and then uh, indicate in bullet form and really easy searchable keywords filling out and completing your specialties with uh, a few things that describe what you do or your background or experience. And then the last thing is the three recommendations that are required on your account in order to complete your profile. So that's the seven main things that somebody can do to make their profile complete. Yeah, well, you ought to do it, people, <laughs> listeners, because um, when you see the graph on top of LinkedIn and it tells you that your profile is only like 30% complete with that graph that's only like, you know, <laughs> highlighted yeah. a tiny bit on the bar, I think yeah. that there's no reason why you don't get cracking because you're not getting a, an effective use out of promoting yourself on LinkedIn if you don't have everything there, so... Um, keywords, before we end this segment, give uh-huh. a little tip about rank and keywords. So there's, there, everybody talks about optimization and you know, making sure you rank higher in all sorts of searches. And, and LinkedIn, because of you know, just the sheer economies of scale, most people will appear higher in, in searches based on their LinkedIn activity. So the first uh, area that LinkedIn will search or sniff out for the using these algorithms for the keywords is in the headline. So the first section is the headline, and it's a good opportunity for you to indicate what you do, how you help clients in 120 or 140 characters or less. So that those, and, and you really want to pick the keywords that you think people would search for to buy or you know, learn more about your product or service or company. So the first one is the headline. Second one is current and past work experience, why it's very important to have a complete profile and have that current and past work experience so that people can not only, you know, do a colleague search at former employers uh, or just do that keyword search. And the last area is the summary and specialties. So the third area where the algorithms sniff out these keywords is the summary and specialties on your LinkedIn page. And those are very those are three very important uh, areas to make sure that you have listed your keywords that you want to be searched or identified by. Okay, well listen, we're gonna have to take a commercial break. Don't sure. go away. We'll have more with Garrett McDonald when we come back. Stand by. Opinion. 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 
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're talking about search engine optimization, and we were talking about the benefits of LinkedIn um, with Garrett McDonald. Uh, Garrett, um, question. Did we cover everything that we had to so far in the last segment? Yeah, I think so. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Didn't want to leave anything out. <laughs> oh, no. Um, we were talking about, um, we were really talking about the profile. We were talking about keywords. Um, give an example of a keyword that might work for somebody. Pick a profession and talk about, the word, talk about keyword, what it really means, and what people should know when they are trying to use keywords? Great question. So if I was a business development coach, I would want to make sure that I rank high in the business development keyword search. So most people are using the search bar in the upper right-hand corner of LinkedIn to either find a contact, a colleague, or somebody in an industry that is a credible authority that they can either learn from or 
um, you know, gain knowledge about a particular product or service. And so for a business development coach, it may be the keyword business development. For a marketing and PR guru, branding expert like yourself, I would use those three keywords in my headline, in my current and past work experience, as well as my summary and specialties to make sure that I appear high on those keyword searches. For somebody like myself, business development expert, sales, marketing, brand equity, and um, you know, corporate card expert, payment solutions expert, those are some of the keywords that I rank very high in uh, on a keyword search in, in LinkedIn, for example. So if you were to search short-term supply chain financing or interest-free financing or um, business development or corporate card or corporate purchasing card. You know, those are all keyword searches that I will appear on the first page. And just like a Google search, if you go and search, you know, uh, Korean barbecue in West Los Angeles, you're not going to look at page two for your search. You'll probably find your answer on page one, and that's kind of, you know, how I, how I relate um, the keyword searches for LinkedIn or within LinkedIn. Well, then it's really important to start with LinkedIn. I mean, um, you know, a lot. Of, LinkedIn is a very easy platform for people to really increase their rankings and searches through leads. Google might be a little bit more complicated because there's other kinds of algorithmic manipulation. Yes. But with LinkedIn, the platform is kind of set there for you in your own little microcosm where your competition is not as large as the whole entire world. Yes. And um, it's very beneficial. So that's really good information. We thank you for that. You talk about recommendations. You say give, 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 a 30 res- 30% responding kind. I think that's really great that you bring that up because what a lot of people will do is say, hey, I'll recommend you, and then you can recommend me back. Let's both yeah. recommend each other. And you know what? People are on to that because it just looks like you're doing a favor for each other. If yeah. 30% is what you recommend, I think that's a good thing. Sometimes it's really hard, but I'm very strategic. If a person gives me an unsolicited accommodation or recommendation, um, I'm not always going to write back. They might yeah. expect it, yep. but you know what? I know that I can't have that you know, throughout my whole recommendations you know, section because then everybody's going to see, oh, she recommended them. Of course they're going to recommend her. Yeah, you don't want to water it down, and you want to basically establish your own benchmark for you know the reasons why you would give somebody a recommendation. And for, for me, I, I say give, 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 because you know 30 or 40 or whatever the percentage is, half the people, if you're lucky, will come back and, and recommend you. The problem is you don't just want a you know sort of a backhanded compliment, as they say. You want something that's got some meat and some substance behind it, that is actually going to, you know, tell a story about who you are and how you help people and, you know, how you went above and beyond your job description to, you know, service a client or a need of a prospect. And so I think that is, you know, how I've focused on it. I'm not going to give a recommendation unless there was really some exchange of knowledge or somebody went above and beyond the call of duty, as they say. Right. No, and um, same here. I do have a lot of recommendations, you know, where I didn't give back. I wouldn't say they're the most stellar, you know, works of art in the world. Yeah. But you know what? I better to keep them than not have them. Yeah. Even if they say you're a great radio show host or something like that, I figure that it still looks good to have 31 recommendations. Oh, most definitely. 
So, um, and I think if it's, you know, if it's 10 recommendations and you're recommending the same people that are recommending you, then it just looks sort of manufactured. Right, but then you know. that's really, you know, so I'm careful to not have that yeah. case. I think that I'm following your formula and it's probably, you know, uh, you know probably 20% where there's reciprocal and I, and I think that's okay. Yeah, that's... So do you. So that's, that's good. So talk about groups and the most important business, what you call the most important business development tool in LinkedIn. So right now you can have 50 groups, and just like the algorithms are always changing for keywords and stuff like that, you know, they're always changing the settings and the formulas and the rules. And so right now you're able to have 50 groups, and you can be an owner of 10 groups. And so my recommendation to everybody is to go out and max out on your groups and pick the groups based on, you know, obviously what's interested to you. If you if you uh, are a service provider to you know chief financial officers or C-suite execs, you know maybe you want to go to um, a particular area for CFOs, like uh, payment solutions or an accounting or a, uh, finance or treasury or um, something along those lines, where all of those types of people sort of hang out. Um, and that way, you know, maybe you can learn what what's on their mind in current events and, you know, trends and all that sort of thing. Um, and so I, I recommend everybody to max out on the groups and really kind of, you know, it, it can be a dynamic thing. You know, sometimes my groups change from month to month because the topics on that group are starting to go one way and I'm going another way. So I think it's something that's, uh, you know, always... Uh, good to start becoming a credible authority within a given field by commenting on or you know making your own posts that are relevant to that you know group. And you know what else is really cool if you answer questions, oh, yeah. whether it's in a group or you know looking at the questions section, you know on your homepage from LinkedIn. Um, when you give a really good answer, they actually rank you with the best answer, and you get like a gold star. It's very juvenile, but a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it, it is very juvenile, but you can also, yeah, like you say, you can you can get ranked higher. Uh, you know, if you post something and it has the most comments or suggestions or recommendations or questions or answers, you're going to actually appear as the top user of that group, and you know, obviously build your sort of street cred and groundswell there. No, it's it's real. I still have it from two years ago. It was the best, <laughs> best answer in PR, and I have like a big green star. Oh, really? Well, I haven't gotten there yet. So I, or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was really pretty funny. So you talk about C-suites. How are the Fortune 100 companies leveraging social media? So I'd read somewhere that uh, 82% of Fortune 100 companies are, are leveraging social media through Twitter. Um, 59% are using Facebook. 68% are using YouTube. And I know working for uh, American Express, which is a you know, $28 billion organization, 100, 150 years old, um, we are now much more nimble than we have been in, in the last you know, 10 years, and it's really exciting to see. And you know, there's a lot of developments in the online space within American Express that are um, sort of shaping the future. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's probably true. But you, know, you, talk, you break down into different social media platforms and the percentages uh-huh. of um, how many people are using Twitter, 
how many people are using other social media platforms. Do you remember that you sent that to me at about yes, I do. 1 o'clock in the morning? Something <laughs> like that? Just kidding. <laughs> um, 82% are using Twitter. That's a lot. Yeah, well, these are the companies themselves, and the, of the execs, they say that 82% of Fortune 500 executives or decision makers or influencers are actually using LinkedIn themselves. So that could be, you know, the CFO or the controller of a, you know, middle market organization that's using LinkedIn to connect with colleagues or classmates or whatever the case may be there. Yeah, but Twitter can't be overlooked because it's just right up there with it, and you wouldn't think that it was. 59% Facebook and 68% YouTube. But Twitter and LinkedIn seem to be the corporate power player's preference. Yeah, and I think, I think the difference for me with, with Twitter is that, you know, Twitter you have a bunch of eyeballs, but they may not be your trusted advisors or resources or allies in business. So I have, you know, an audience on Twitter that is a completely different audience, some overlap, but a completely different audience than my LinkedIn, whereas my LinkedIn is really for my close-knit, trusted advisors. And Twitter, I mean, they talk about these celebrities that have millions of followers on Twitter. Well, they're not really friends or connections with these people. It's just sort of like a, an audience of bodies to just spatter out information, whereas LinkedIn is more of a you know, networking tool for me. And that's well, how I... I got it. Well, we are about to wrap the show. We have another a minute and a half. Why don't you talk a little bit about what you do for American Express? I know I introduced you with that in the opening, but yes. you know, talk about how all of this online stuff relates to payment solutions that you, know, you do for a living. So uh, as a, a business development expert for American Express, I work with clients to identify opportunities where they can save money on everyday business expenses. So we essentially give them an interest-free, unsecured line of credit, free money, and then pay them to use it uh, they earn membership rewards points, which are essentially our social capital um, that American Express proprietary currency uh, that we've developed over the last, you know, 50 years, um, you know, providing payment solutions to our clients. And so I, you know, consult with them to find out how they make money, who they buy from, uh, how they pay their vendors and suppliers. And then we analyze, you know, process uh, processes to you know, increase savings and uh, streamline their expense management processes. And we create goals and make sure that we exceed those goals by coordinating all of our resources, whether it be account managers or sales or implementation and technology specialists, um, you know, implementing certain solutions, whether it be expense reporting tools or uh, vendor payment solutions for cash flow management and optimization. Um, and I think those are really the... Uh, on a lot of uh, CFOs' minds right now because they're looking for ways to save money on everyday business expenses. You know, they grind their vendors on pricing and, and quality, and we're giving them essentially 1% net 30 on top of whatever contracts they've agreed to with their vendors and suppliers. So it's a really good opportunity for them to increase their earnings or decrease their costs depending upon 
What's oh, next thought? Excellent. And the show, your segments have come to an end, and you'll right. get a link of this next week, so you can Perfect. share it with everybody, all your friends and your colleagues and superiors at American Express. You have a great weekend, Garrett. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Monday morning. All right. We'll see you then. Thanks, Cindy. All right. You take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bullies enrage us. In tough economic times, we are motivated by fear, and this causes people to mistreat others. It doesn't just happen to school kids. You'll find it in the workplace, school, and over the Internet. Oftentimes, people feel that they have nobody to turn to or no legal recourse. Don't be enraged. Engage. Tune in to Bullies on Blast with your host, Aunt Delta Dawn. We'll expose bullies and strive to save the lives of those who are being bullied. Listen Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back on this podcast about search engine optimization and using tools to get your word and your visibility out there. Um you know, in Google rankings and in social media platforms so that 
when people are looking up experts, your name will pop up, hopefully, and you will be able to make a pitch and close the deal. My next guest today is Jennifer Beaver, who's a friend of mine, and I respect her very, very much. She's a CMO for hire, and she has a company called New Insight. Um, she has... Her credo is don't leave your marketing to chance and um, has all kinds of certifications. And the reason why I invited Jennifer on the show is because she's really impressed me with her abilities to um, get Google rankings for almost anything. Welcome, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. Um, and it's really true, Jennifer. It's, um, I've been, you know, I know you for, I guess, nearly four years now. And, um, you know, time goes by very fast. And I always try to make it my business to learn, even though it sometimes takes a little longer than I'd like for it to be, really learn how people stand out and really learn what's special about a person that's different than everybody else. And, you know, really try to put that in my mind so that, you know, when I call on a trusted advisor, I really, really know what the person does. And some people are a little harder to you know, figure out those specialties and capabilities than others because it's a little bit more complex. It's not at the surface. And with you, ever since I started studying what you achieve through Google, I'm like, oh, my God, that woman really knows what she's doing because I watch other people when they try to um, post or, you know, get maximum visibility for something as simple as a blog for as simple as, you know, a discussion that they might be having on LinkedIn on a regular basis for, um, you know, little promotional, you know, brochures of what might be coming up in a person's life. And I have to give you the award, Jennifer. You are the one that really knows how to do it. You know how that, you know the limitations of what spiders will attract will reject, re- reject, sorry, and what spiders will attract to. And um, there's a lot of, you know, I applaud you for that, you know. You really managed to break through in that arena. Thank you so much. Coming from you, that's such a, such a kudos. So I really appreciate it. Well, it took, me a, it took me a while to track it, watch it, figure it out. And then when I saw through my Google Analytics that you promoted this show via SEO and very quickly and very cleanly, very organically. I'm like, wow, that girl really knows what she's doing. So with that said, why don't you explain in your, you know, from your standpoint what social media optimization is because I know that you might have something different to say than what the blah, blah, blah people might say. Well, it, just uh, to start, let me just say I've been doing search engine optimization or SEO since 1998. And what, what is amazing is that it's constantly changing. And so today it's completely changed. What we did back in 1998 absolutely doesn't apply uh, because now the new SEO is SMO, or as you called it, social media optimization. And what that means is the search engines have woken up and said, hey, what is the social media thing that's happening? I think we should pay attention to this. And, and Google is not just looking at um, the codes you have behind the pages on your website anymore, but it's saying, 
well, if this person says she's a marketing consultant, who is she connected to? Are they relevant to marketing consulting? And what is she saying on these sites like Facebook or LinkedIn? Or how does she show up in these other social media uh, websites? And so it's, it's just completely changed the whole, um, I hate to call it a game, but the, I, um, the game of, of optimizing and being visible online. Yes, it really has. And I think that's really important for listeners to understand um, what was working in, you know, the late 90s or, you know, is really different today. And social media platforms have become such a major part of all of it, whereas social media platforms didn't even exist, you know, in the mid-90s, really. Right. Um, You know, so I, I would imagine that, the game had to change entirely. And I also know that, um, you know, it has to be more organic. Am I right about that? It's, it used to be, are, are, are search engines sensitive to um, people not overly manipulating keywords, etc.? That's a great question, Cindy. Um, you know, I was just looking, I was analyzing a certain search term yesterday, and, and uh, you called, um, you talked about spiders earlier. Some people call them robots. Well, the search engines have programs that go out and, and just sift through websites all the time. They're constantly indexing and looking at the codes behind the pages. And the fact of the matter is the search engines lack that human ability to to smell a rat, if you will. And so the search engines may think that a website is very relevant for certain terms, but uh, when a human being goes to that site and sees that there, there's uh, spam keywords and key phrases all over the page and that website page doesn't speak to the human being, um, there's a problem there. There's a disconnect. And so you're right. It's it, What the trend is moving away from tricking the system to being very transparent and very upfront and just putting very um, honest and valuable content online that speaks to what you do or what services you provide, and, and that's what's going to get you ahead online these days. I know, I, and I think that's true. In a way, it, I think that's good because there was a lot of spam-type um, services and products that managed to get rankings via Google, and it would take you to a site that, you know, it, it was just a process that didn't seem very honest. Exactly. And what I've seen, and again, I don't have the same kind of analytical experience that you do with this, but I, I can look at things and kind of get you know, pick up on trends. And there seems to be less of that, and it seems to be encouraging. But it still exists, and that really bothers me because it, it just, you know, the, we're human beings looking for information. We don't want to be tricked or fooled or scammed. So No, we really uh, don't. But that, right. So maybe there will be less of that as things continue to, right. you know, evolve and proliferate. And it, sometimes these things take time. Um, we're almost at the end of this segment, believe it or not, and then you have a whole other one. But I wanted to ask you what homework or preparation should a business do before spending time and an effort on social media optimization? And you could continue this in the next segment, 
but, uh, you know, give it a start. Okay. Because I know one of the things that you do as a CMO for hire is you do marketing audits. So share with us. Right. It's so true. Well, the first thing, I, I, I always talk to my clients about being strategic. It, it doesn't work if you just jump into this, you know, just jump on Facebook and start saying things. But but we really have to understand as business people how our customers and, and clients think what they want and what they need before we start putting our content and messages online. So it's it's really important to know your customer, know your target audience, and 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 be strategic, be, and put a plan together before you start uh, messaging and commenting and and putting content out there. Yeah, no, I think that's right, um, and I want to hear a little bit more about that when we get to the next segment. I told you, Jennifer, that this show goes very very fast. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. So why don't you, why doesn't everybody stand by? We're going to take a commercial break. We're going to hear more from Jennifer Beaver, CMO for Hire, New Insight, in the next segment. Don't go away. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. 
Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back in the final segment of this really fabulous and informational show, and we have Jennifer Beaver, and she's a CMO for Hire. I highly recommend her, and she's with New Insight. And we were talking about search engine optimization um, today and what social media optimization is. And, Jennifer, we had to cut you off when we were talking a little bit about um, Homework and preparation, do you feel that you finished answering that question adequately before we had to take a break? Well, I, I do want to mention uh, uh, something that I, a tool that I've been using with my clients, and it really has achieved some breakthroughs for them. It's, it's going to sound strange, but it's, it's a marketing best practice. And what it is, it's called a marketing persona. And for marketers, you know, in, in Years past, uh, we were really smart because we worked on demographics. We knew we wanted to target people of a certain income and age and education level and so on. And then we got a little smarter and we added to that psychographics, which are more about a person's attitudes and behaviors and what makes them tick. So we, we got smarter and smarter, but today the marketing persona is where you actually sit down and write a story about a certain class of customer or customers or clients that you have. And by writing that story, you give the person a name. Um, some of my clients actually put a picture in. And what that does is it brings your target audience to life. And the marketing persona, the, the story about that customer segment becomes a story that you can give to anyone in your company and they can easily... Anyone can read a story, right? So, so that marketing persona puts everyone on the same page and really almost in the shoes of the customer. So when it, something happens or when they're on Facebook and they're thinking, how do I reply to this customer? They think of that story they read and they think, I know Joe, the, the whatever. Um, I know how he thinks, so here's what I'm going to say to him to answer his question. And it's a really effective uh, tactic to use in marketing. Much better than demographics, which doesn't have that same kind of personal analysis. Right. It doesn't have, it doesn't give you the empathy, the, the human emotion. And today, especially with all this online stuff, it's so important to make that emotional connection, even if you are online on your website or on Facebook or LinkedIn. Oh, and I would imagine that that's an important part of a successful social media optimization campaign is knowing about people's habits that are psychographic rather than just a number. Um, But why don't you give me more insight on what makes a successful social media optimization campaign? Well, it's knowing where um, and when to put the content out there. And so, as you mentioned, when... When I have an event uh, or when I launch a new product, I know that it's really important to push out an optimized press release online. Now, Google loves press releases because um, press releases mean new news. They're, um, they're a pretty tried and true standard in marketing and PR for a way for a company to communicate something they need to to create awareness about. And, and typically, if you put out a press release uh, through one of the press release uh, services online, 
Uh, one that I've used for clients is prweb.com, and one that I use personally is expertclick.com, which is great for consultants and service professionals. When you put that out, it's not unheard of for Google to keep that press release up on the first page of results for the topic for one week. And that is a great way to make your phone ring. It is, it is. And, you know, are these services charging? I remember that um, that PR Web once was not, and I think now they are. Are they, do they, I know that there's freepressreleases.com. I, you know, I'm just curious as to whether or not they're charging fees. Uh, some of them do. Some of them are free. And so prweb.com, for example, has a free version, but the the level that I've used very successfully for clients is called the SEO version, which is, uh, I believe, a $200 fee. And, um, and for $200, it really has a great effect. It really gives you a bump in the Google results for whatever topic the press release is on. I wanted to add, Jennifer, that when we use PR Newswire, and I want to share a little trick with PR Newswire. Probably shouldn't, but why not share information, right? Um, PR Newswire is usually avoided because it's more costly than the other services, but I found that when you order the regional feed, you get the same as the national feed. It's exactly the same. So people who don't know that they could ask for the regional price, um, you know, they get exactly the same stuff that they're paying for on a national run because it's all news engine generated. Right. That's a great tip, Cindy. So, um, and with PR Newswire, I've used all of the others. You really do get um, maximum pickup. So, right. and that's the regional runs are usually about I don't know. Three hundred and fifty, depending on three hundred and fifty dollars, depending on word count. But you get what shows on Google is that Forbes picked it up, and that Yahoo Finance picked it up, and that Dow Jones picked it up. So they really have that reach to you know the news engines, and um, you know. So I always tell people that little trick, and it saves them some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, Okay, well, I wanted to ask you um, also, what have you achieved using social media optimization? Well, I've, um, I've really increased my connections online, and what I think is fascinating about connecting to people and then, and then following them and having them follow me is that um, while I may see them on a regular basis, maybe it's once a month, there are people like, um, there's a, a friend of mine, a high school classmate, his name is Mike Wise, and Mike is an expert on SEO and social media in the insurance industry. Well, we see each other every five years at reunion, and we have established a great relationship through LinkedIn and some of the other social media because we'll comment on each other's blogs. And it's just, it's an amazing way to stay in touch when you may not be close geographically. And I'm not saying social media takes over for the face-to-face. There's nothing like that, building that relationship and having lunch and, and meeting together in person. But it, it continues the conversation when you can't be together. And that's the real power of it, in my opinion. Well, it is. I like to look at it as one big, gigantic virtual office suite. 
when you're working in an office with somebody, particularly, you know, if you've worked for big companies, and I know you have, you have this culture all around you, right? I mean, you have all of these people all around you that are in your microcosm. You know, you don't need walls to be in the same office anymore. I like that analogy. That's great. And it's, um, so, you know, when you come from a company like a Playboy Enterprises, Inc., where, you know, you're used to dealing with 1,200 employees that are in your same universe, it, this, is, this is an extension of that. We can all play in the same universe and team play that way because of what, you know, virtual um, platforms have allowed us to do. And um, I just think it's amazing. And, you know, I, you and I are both enthusiasts, um, and I know that we watch it in amazement every day. Well, I have a question for you, Jennifer. Um, and this is a little case study that I found in watching my own rankings. When I, you know I use Twitter a lot. I, um, you know I'm an early adopter to this whole Twitter thing. And what I'm amazed by is how much my Twitter, you know, all of my Twitter postings seem to get picked up on Google more than stuff on other social media platforms. What's the trick? It's no trick. Again, it's those search engines saying, I, uh, we need to pay attention to what the conversations that are happening online, and that's, that's the reality of where content is going. Google is more and more saying, so much for websites, they're static. Uh, the web people are doing little tricks on them to try to get my attention. And I, I want to I follow the human beings. Uh, and that's why what you see on Twitter is, is going to come up in search results. And that's also another reason you need to be strategic. So, um, you know, always trying to keep your conversations pretty much oriented around, for in your example, PR or in mine, marketing, business-to-business uh, -business marketing, uh, really makes a difference because it, it's going to make you more visible for your for your work as well as for what other other things other interests that that you have uh, that may be personal or or charities or or what have you. Well, you really do have to think about what you're going to say um, instead of just blanketing it blindly. Um, Whenever I when I when I talk about a guest that's coming up on this show, for example, it gets picked up, uh, you know, very very rapidly when I announce it on Twitter. And um, listen, we're coming to the end of the show, Jennifer. I told you that it would go very fast, and I think you will agree that it did. <laughs> um, but we're really happy to have had you, and thank you for spending the time. Thank you, Cindy. Okay, take care. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American idol. I got